Welcome to The John Chapman Show, where we talk about retirement readiness, strategies to help you grow and preserve your wealth so that you get the most from life with the money you do have. Are you on track? John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. How is your portfolio going to react after the election in 2020? Well, hey everyone, it's John Chapman. And back on my show, I have Christopher Van Slyke, the CEO of WorthPoint, to share with us a little about his thoughts about how to be best prepared for your investing strategy as we lead into the election cycle. We're almost a month away, and as tensions rise, many folks are wondering how their portfolio is going to react. How should they prepare? And many people are already taking preemptive steps to move around their portfolio. But as you'll hear on this podcast episode, Christopher and I caution an overreaction to one event. Since the stock market really aggregates together lots of pieces of information in real time and is doing it every single day. And so if you're concerned about how to be invested right now, be sure to check out this full episode. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the show, leave a comment or a rating, or you can reach out to me directly at thejohnchapmanshow at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's dive into it. Christopher, it's less than a month to the election and the tension is real, my friend. People are worried about the election. They're worried about the impact of the stock market and all my clients are calling and they want me to tell them what's going to happen with the election and how should we plan accordingly for their portfolio. So if you haven't already, please bring out your crystal ball and tell me what you think the market's going to do in reaction to the, to the election. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm so ready. This is this is going to be exciting. Okay. Nothing. Oh, come on, you know, see, that's actually not on the Scantron election sheet. It's either go <laughs> way up or crash, and you can only pick A and B, not C. I I don't see anything happening. No no matter whether Biden or Trump wins, or even if they argue about it after somebody wins, uh, I think that markets are already pretty. I think they've factored in all those possible outcomes. Um, I don't think it could get any worse. I, I think if for some reason the election goes smoothly and everybody goes home and says, okay, we'll just see in four years, which is very unlikely, uh, I think the market would go up. I did notice, uh, interestingly, the, today the market went up 500 points because yeah. uh, Trump uh, looks like he's going to survive the, uh, the virus. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. you can get some unexpected good news, but I think sure. the, the news is really bad for this election cycle. And I think right. markets have priced that in. So as for as silly as I'm being at the introduction to this show, I do want to make sure to be thoughtful about it because you bring up some good points and people are, um, they're, they're interested in it, but uh, you get the benefit of having um, a couple of years of investing knowledge. And so I think it is an important reminder uh, for as much as maybe someone like you or me often talk about this amongst ourselves, for those listening, I want to be able to talk about what is the market actually doing when it's looking at the news cycle just in real time, just like you and I are. And, and also maybe even talk about just some market dynamics about is it really focused on one particular day or is it focused on maybe seasons off into the future? So how should, just reorient us, Christopher, what, what is the market typically doing when it's trying to give us the right price of a stock any given day? 
Well, the, the price of the stock of a stock or the market is always trying to discount all future earnings back to today. And it's trying to take a look at the impact on earnings of businesses way into the future and then see what uh, whether that should be a plus or a minus for stocks or any other investments and then adjust the price accordingly. So it's a it's an information synthesis machine which is taking information about the future and putting it into prices. Uh, every second of every day, all 365 days a year, and it's extremely good at it. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I rest easy um, realizing that investors all around the world constantly looking at every piece of information that, that's going to tell us something about the future and then voting on it with buys and sells on stocks. That mechanism's going to work for me and all other investors all day long. And I sleep pretty well. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're among the uh, worthy few, Christopher. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe, hope, my hope is maybe our clients might feel the same. So what, what you're saying is that we can trust the prices that they are. Maybe that's, that's uh, d different than saying they're right or wrong, but we can trust that that's all right. the information is being aggregated in such a way that the prices is telling us a pretty accurate story of all available information. That's right. That's right. And what, what we know is because we see markets returning pretty consistently somewhere around 10% on average for most periods, say over 10 years, uh, going back to, uh, you know, all the time, all the time that we have information about markets. So if it weren't true that they were good at doing this, then events like the assassination of President Kennedy or, or the Second World War or the, uh, the Civil War in the 1800s, otherwise those things would have derailed investors' returns, but, but they didn't. Investors continued to be rewarded by markets for, for being patient and uh, allowing society to work out its problems and uh, continue uh, innovating, uh, you know, in the economy and, and returning those spoils back to investors. So when you look back through time and you look at the way markets work, it just seems like they're going to be able to handle the election of Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Hmm. So what would you say to somebody that's um, in, in such a state where they're concerned about the election and they're in a portfolio that has, let's say, a lot more uh, in cash than they otherwise would have uh, because they're worried about whatever the events might transpire and the effect on the stock market? How, how should this person be thinking about the allocating their portfolio and their, their future investing self? Well, as it just so happens, uh, you and I are looking at a piece that's produced by uh, a firm called Dimensional that we work with, which goes back and traces market returns through presidents. It's a really nice graphic. Looks like it starts just before FDR. I think it starts probably during the Great Depression, 1929, the beginning of it. And it shows, uh, you know, the president's picture, and then it goes red or blue, depending on which party wins. And what I see is a a bumpy but continuously upward sloping line through uh, Donald Trump's last election. And I think, so I think the, the point is that there, you really, if you're sitting in cash thinking that the, you know, if the wrong president gets elected, then you're going to plop your cash back in. Um, I think that you probably don't need to do that. I think what this shows is that markets have anticipated the worst scenario for either of these guys as president and that life will go on. 
it's really helpful. I think you said you're going to put a link to this uh, this piece in your mm -hmm. materials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a I'll so put a, a link so people can access the PDF when they go find this show on their cell phone or maybe online. Either way, in the show notes, I'll, I'll include a link to this uh, two page. Yeah, do take a look at that, folks, if if you're curious about this. It really shows that markets don't do particularly poorly or well. Uh, you know, pertaining to which president got elected. And you see all the faces there from, from Clinton to Bush to Obama to Reagan. And we all have our favorite presidents, but uh, the stock market seems to do pretty well. So it sounds a couple of thoughts that come to mind. But one is that stocks are really taking into account so much more information than just the election. They're taking into account things like uh, tax rates in the future or future growth or customer acquisition for all of these companies. So I wonder if there's even a way to even gauge how the market might by rate the election as a total pie on all the things it's, it's looking at. So do you have a sense of how many possible pieces of information the market's taking in at any given time? No, I do. Uh, not how many, but certainly um, how important the next president is. And I think in the grand scheme of things, uh, the next president of the United States is not going to be affect, is not going to affect future earnings one way or the other very much, the, especially the American president, because, because of the way our government is set up with the three branches of government, the American president's really not that powerful. Uh, he's not a king. And that's a good thing for investors because uh, if you get a really bad person in there, they can't do that much damage. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, if you'll remember back, you know, if you were on the losing side of, of Obama or Bush or Reagan or Clinton, you, you definitely felt like they were going to change the world for the worse and ruin life for the rest of us. But they didn't uh, because they were held in check by the Congress, by the judiciary. Um, and by the American people, you know, usually after presidents are elected, the the public votes uh, to flip the the Congress to the other side. And I think Americans just like balance. And uh, so, no, I'm not concerned that the, the president is going to have too big of an impact. Let's say if I had to guess, five percent mm. of the future price will be determined by the next president. Yeah, and something else that makes me think of is that um, it's almost as if the stock market, uh, some people perceive in my conversations with, with investors, it, it's as if the market doesn't have a chance to incorporate all this information until just the actual election happens. And it's almost as if the, the, the market only knows right at that time. And that's not the case. The market's been with us all, all along through this entire election season since the beginning of the year, essentially. And uh, so it's pretty up to date on where the latest polls are and how people are thinking and what the different options are for the future. So it seems like it, it's already taken a lot of that into account. And thus, as a result of that, uh, making a, a big change in your portfolio one way or another, it might not be a, a good use of time because then that just gets into the predicting of the future game. And that no one, no one seems to know how to do that very well. Absolutely. I, I don't think we know who's going to win and I don't think we know how the market will react to whoever wins. Some might be thinking too, the stock market seems more volatile today than it has in the past. It, we got 500 point swings upwards one day and 500 point swings downward to the next. So how, how should we wrap our heads around what, what some people feel like is either volatility in the market or what our true risk tolerance or allocation to stocks should be in our portfolio? 
Well, I don't, I don't think your, your risk tolerance should be driven by the presidential election. It should be driven by things like uh, how you feel about declines in your portfolio, how long you have until you're going to retire. Um, you know, sleeping at night is really the question. Okay. So I just wouldn't let this particular event, you know, another statistic I was thinking about, this, this is one man out of 7 billion people on the planet. And the United States is 5% of the world's population. Now, now it is an important 5% economically, but you have to also remember that a lot of the earnings from these businesses that you own, those are earned in China and India and Europe. They're earned all around the world. This one man probably isn't going to impact it very much. And you should probably have a, take the long view and not worry too much about your portfolio, at least with regard to the election. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, um, it wasn't very sensational, Christopher, but it did seem pretty wise. So thanks for your insights on thinking about the upcoming election. Is there I'm sorry else? I couldn't be uh, more... I'm sorry I couldn't be more fearful and uh, yeah, sensational for me. Maybe next time, maybe next time around, there'll be something else. So uh, anything else you feel like you'd like to add for investors leading into the election season? No, I, I really would encourage people to take a look at this visual though, that you're going to post um, and, and look at the data. Don't just believe me. This is uh, very visually represents how inconsequential uh, presidents are in terms of, of investments. Yeah. Well, I think that's sound and I'll make sure that people can access this PDF. And with that, Christopher, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.